What's up? What's up? What's up? Good morning. Good night. Good evening. Good afternoon. Whatever time you're listening in, welcome. This is I Will Not Lose podcast with your host, Tony Ortiz. Uh, today, we're going to talk about being gracious in defeat. Now, the theme of the podcast is stories of successes learned from failures. And uh, I don't know if you guys watched that Jake Paul Anderson Silva fight last weekend. Uh, probably not. It was Halloween. It was the World Series. It was literally the worst time you could possibly have a, a pay-per-view event. But it went down. A lot of people were surprised with the outcome. But we'll kind of dig into that. Uh, if, you, if you haven't heard by now, Jake Paul defeated Anderson Silva in a boxing match. Um, Anderson Silva is the legendary MMA fighter. Some will call him, and he has been called the Bruce Lee of Brazil. Uh, the man's philosophy heart is completely inspiring, including to those like Jake Paul. So we're going to kind of dive into that today, do a little bit of thoughts of what was said, why I think it's important, um, and what can be learned from it. So shout out to the Spotify listeners, shout out to the Audible, Debel, um, Everybody but Apple Podcasts. I uh, missed that one. So I lied last week when I said it was available on all streaming platforms. It was available uh, just about everywhere except Apple Podcasts. So if you're listening to this episode from Apple Podcasts, shout out to you too, because we're live there now as well. Um, and for that random streaming platform that nobody's heard of but you use, I'm sorry I'm not on there yet. Shoot me an email and uh, I will get on. I want to get this out to as many people as possible. So Thanks for listening wherever you are. Uh, we're going to kind of dive into this. So Saturday, Jake Paul and Anderson Silva fought. If you've been following this at all, Jake Paul is kind of, uh, he's following a little bit of a playbook of the bad guy. Everybody wants to beat him. Uh, it's done before. You've seen it with, uh, say, Floyd Mayweather. What's really interesting about it is after every one of his fights, people have something to say about Oh, he didn't fight somebody great. He didn't fight somebody elite. Look, <clears throat> that's not taking anything into consideration. Anderson Silva, although being a legend, he's 47 years old. He's fighting somebody half his age. Um, just from a conditioning, just from a biology standpoint, that's completely unfair. But it makes sense that Jake's team would pick Silva out as a fight. Um He's been kind of riding the wave of going against either about to retire or retired MMA uh, fighters. What it's doing is it's causing a lot of tension between the MMA community. Uh, there's always been the classic uh, boxing versus MMA argument. You know, that's not what we're going to get into today, but people feel that, oh, MMA is harder or it's more brutal, or the people don't get paid as much. Well, that's for a ton of reasons. Like, boxing has been around for a long time. It's a lot more established than MMA. Um, I want to say around 2000s, maybe early 2000s. So we're looking at like 20 years of MMA versus like century of boxing, uh, even more. If you want to talk about pugilism and just people fighting and, and getting the attention. If you think about it, I mean, kids fighting on a school ground, uh, if a fight breaks out, people are, are going to watch. Um, it's one of the 
greatest ways to grab attention and get everybody's eyes on it. So I'll give Jake that. He has had the ability to keep asses in seats. He's had the ability to keep eyes on him. And wherever we want to see the story where he's taking it, I'm sorry, but he's dictating it. He's dictating who he fights. Um, there are just for, for people that don't understand. So Jake Paul is six and zero in the boxing world. There are fighters that have over a hundred professional fights. There's people with 150 wins that can't get a, a big name fight it for whatever reason. So we get it. This guy shouldn't be fighting big names. He shouldn't be able to dictate. But to say that he should be thrown into the ring and just thrown to the wolves and needs to fight a professional boxer, who, you know, Jake is still a novice. He's been training three, four years um, in the sport of boxing, and he has the resources, he has the talent, he has the camp to be able to excel in the sport. But let's be honest, he's not fighting the same trajectory as your traditional boxer or even like a, a fighter out of Puerto Rico that will come to the States for essentially a hotel room uh, and, and fight. So that's not the argument. We're not, we're not comparing apples to oranges here, people. We're not here to discuss whether or not this fight happened and the MMA community is upset some of them, not everybody. I mean, a lot of people watched the bout. It was an exciting bout. And, but uh, I get it that people are upset that Silva, a legend in the MMA boxing, I'm sorry, not MMA box, a legend in the MMA arena with a ridiculous career fighting through broken bones. Um, you know, we, I grew up watching Silva. Absolutely inspiring. Now, you go and you put him against a novice boxer and people are saying, well, it's not fair. It doesn't make any sense. He should have won that fight. We saw it. And let's go to Silva to decide. So did Silva question the judges? Nope. Right away he said, the Jake is better than me today because I tried to put in my game inside my whole strategy. And that's what I talked to my coach in the room. You know, I don't foul my distance. I fail in my strategy and Jake's better than me today. That's it. That's a quote from the spider himself. So if you want to talk about being gracious in defeat, you want to talk about what I like about competitive sports is the sportsmanship. And to see him just say, look, I've admitted there's defeat. He, he wasn't out here saying, oh, the judges rigged me. I'm against this. And for anybody who would say that he threw the fight. So you're accusing a legend of like a felony. Um, that would just destroy his legacy and his career. Are you serious? You're really thinking that the man would do that? No, uh, I don't think there's any strings here. I don't think there's any back-end contract. Um, I think that it was a fair fight and close until the later rounds. Uh, Paul knocked a knockdown in the 7th or the 8th. I'm not sure. I'm not going to pull up Google. It doesn't matter. He kind of caught him off balance. And in the post-game fight, Jake even said, hey, I, um, I, I hit him with harder shots. He said, the man's a beast, you know? Uh, it was just that he caught him off balance. It was a knockdown. He wasn't knocked unconscious, but that'll definitely score it a 10-8 round. So, um, yeah, he lost the fight. And what we can learn, why I think it's so important to be gracious in defeat, is it all comes down to sportsmanship. Uh, even in sports like wrestling, I mean, if you throw your headgear, if you 
get upset. You don't shake the guy's hand. You badmouth him. They take a team point away. It's that simple. You throw your headgear into the locker, you go off and punch a wall or something. They call unsportsmanlike conduct and you give up a whole point for your team. Now with a pin worth six points, a, a point is huge. That could dictate a match. You don't want to be going giving points away. So I agree with any sort of uh, repercussions. Even in football, you have unsportsmanlike and you have uh, rules that kind of try to keep the game pretty fair. But, you know, um, you have a man like Silva coming in and saying, I'm human. He says, I'm a superhero, but sometimes my half human fails. I love it. I love it. He says, you know, he he trained hard not to be in the stupid position and he admits that he made it. Now, people say, are you done? Are you retired? Absolutely not. Uh, so what's Silva going to be doing after the fight? Well, he did say that he was going to be at a, a jujitsu tournament in Abu Dhabi. He's also going to be helping Paul get a hand in his uh, Jake Paul's MMA Fighter Association. I guess Jake's been fighting for equal pay through, not equal pay, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was totally cliche. He hasn't been fighting for equal pay, but he's bringing a fact and he's been vocal with Dana White of the UFC about fighter compensation. And I think he agrees. You know, he should not be making this much bank in a sport as a novice. But you know what? He had a brand beforehand and he's running the promotions. He he can dictate it. He can do this. So um how much did they make? Well, not going to cite sources, but they say Paul's going to make about $5 million. Um, Silva maybe walk away with about $1.5 million, so a huge payday for both of them. But if you think about it, um, like I said earlier, the, this was a terrible time to fight. You got the Phillies, um, you got the World Series, you got uh, NFL games on Sundays, you got Halloween, people at costume parties, like... <clears throat> nobody's dressing up in a costume to watch the Jake Paul Anderson Silva fight. Sorry. I take that back. That guy over there in the corner. Yep. I see you. It's all right. You could dress up and watch the Jake Paul fight, but I just don't think that's the audience for it. Um, they, they didn't make as much as they could have. And <clears throat> this will be looked at as another stepping stone in Jake's career in picking his fights. I mean, if you go back, who'd he fight? Uh, KSI, Ben Askren, Tywin, Tyron Woodley twice. I uh, know I'm missing one. Somebody's going to flame me in the comments. because I'm. Uh, oh, that's right. Uh, dude, the meme dude. Can't even think of his name. Is it Nate Robinson? Um, yeah. So if you think about it, Paul took a knockout from an undercard on a Tyson pay-per-view. And he tricked the whole world into thinking that he was the star of that pay-per-view. I mean, the, the man's a brand genius. I don't think he's dumb by any means. So it was pretty awesome for him to capitalize on that. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so should fighters be paid and compensated? Absolutely. Is there going to be a difference between somebody who could sell out a pay-per-view arena and somebody who is, you know, <clears throat> seven and three or there's really no disrespectful boxing record. If you get into that ring, I have a ton of respect for you. You know, you get into any competitive sport. That's why I don't like when people are like, Oh, comparing this style to that style. And you know, um, it takes a lot of guts to get in the ring, the circle, the mat, the octagon, anything like that with anybody. I can tell you. 
So why does celebrity boxing make more than the cage? Why did Anderson Silva, quote unquote, sell out? And what can we learn from his ability to continue moving on? I mean, I think the quote says it in itself. Jake is better than me today. You take, uh, you know, Anderson Silva before the breaks 20 years ago, but this is us sitting here having comic book fantasy saying, oh, what if Goku fought Sonic the Hedgehog? And what if a Gundam went against, a, you know, it, it didn't happen. This fight happened at this time. And the thing about competitive sports is you may be seventh seeded uh, and end up third in a tournament. Uh, I've been in tournaments where I placed seventh, eighth, ninth, and I beat the guy who took third. He just battled back through consoles and had a better run and his matches worked out better. So it's hard to say that the guy that's at the top is necessarily the best. You don't stay the champ forever. Uh, it's rare do we see people like, you know, Khabib retire with a ridiculous undefeated record and the the belt at the time. But Everybody has their own story. Everybody's going to go and pick it. So this is very late towards the end. Is Silva going to be remembered for losing to Jake Paul? Absolutely not. He's had a ton of victories. He's had um, <clears throat> jujitsu tournaments. He's, uh, I think, three and two. Does this this either moves him to three and two or he's three and three after this fight? Uh, again, not going to Google. Just a disclaimer, if you're looking at me for news, if you're just hearing about this and you're looking at me to be the reporter, this is not the take for that. I'm just looking for a creative way to find somebody I find inspiring like Anderson Silva and talk about how they will not lose. Uh, that being said, I'm not always going to be great with the facts. This is one person's opinion. So that ends my disclaimer. No matter how we feel about it, Boxing brings in, uh, well, you have top prize fighters. You have Floyd fighting for hundreds of millions of dollars um, or tens of millions of dollars. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, some of the purses, you think of like a Conor McGregor and you think he even moved to the sport of boxing. You, if you want to call it celebrity boxing, you want to call it YouTube boxing, whatever we want to do it, uh, they are... Let's let's not take away the fact that these YouTube boxers are bringing a younger generation to a sport that was on its way out. I mean, when you have, I, I'm, not, no, I'm sorry, boxing is not on its way out. As disrespectful, I take that back. But you only have a few fighters that are carrying it that are selling huge names i mean if you think about it there are so many fights there are so many fighters there's so many elites there's so many weight classes there's always something going on in the sport but your average casual boxer is not going to be tuning into that they, they may have a subscription to espn plus and they watch a couple fights you have uh, mma fights you have free fights that are given out just like there's free boxing but for a while there was that paywall of like hbo you know, you had to have a, a everything. It's been on pay-per-view for a while. It's been established. So set aside which is harder, MMA or boxing, you're just going to make more money where there's more revenue generated. It's just business. It's nothing personal. So if you want to talk about disparity, we could talk about female boxers and the, the difference that they make. I mean, I hate to say it, the average 
boxing fan can't name a ton of of great female boxers. I mean, even if you take like Clarissa Shields moves to MMA, she said it herself. I think I can make some money, make more money there. So things are going to change what people's interest and what people's attention are and who they cling to as a fighter. Um, what I think can be learned from the fight. Look at the way Jake has matured in his press conference. I mean, he started with the playbook of a Conor McGregor or a uh, Floyd Mayweather. Everybody wants to beat me. I know how to sell fights. I know how to talk crap. I get it. That's that's great. Um, but he had nothing but respect for Silva. He didn't trash talk him. He didn't say, hey, I beat him. I did this. He said, look, I grew up. I inspired you. You told me I could do anything I put my mind to. You. Anderson the Spider Silva told me that when I was a kid, and I'm putting it into action right now. So I thought the sportsmanship was just all around super great. Um, if anybody's competed or fought, I mean, what do you do? You fight somebody and then you're friends the next day. Um, at least that's how it used to be. When you compete with somebody, I mean, you can hate them during the match. You can be completely competitive. At the end of it, you you really do shake hands. And a lot of the energy, a lot of the hate, a lot of the the stuff is it's just gone. It just dissipates. It's the, for me, one of the greatest forms of therapy. I wish I could still compete. You, you definitely missed. But, ah, a lot to digest. I'm curious to hear what you guys think in the comments. If you're an MMA fan, boxing fan, I wish you could be like me and just be all of them. I hate that everything has to be so polarizing and everything has to be this or that or disparity, but these are the truths we have to speak to. You're going to get generation where you can get paid. And if you're Mayweather and you're involved in the promotions, you, there's some to say that Mayweather went and chose his fight. So sorry, Jake, that guy's 50, you know, and they're still talking about him, still talking bad about him. Uh, it's, it's absolutely insane. When you go and you hear something like a Logan Paul, I think he was on impulsive. Um, not sure where I heard it, but he was essentially saying, you know, that fight should have never happened on paper. Uh, I'm speaking about Logan Paul versus Mayweather, you know, a YouTube novice boxer with like three, maybe four professional fights and Mayweather, arguably one of the greatest pugilists of all time, uh, record wise. I don't know. And I know you're going to flame me in the comments. I don't care if you're an Ali fan, Frazier fan, Foreman, um, Holmes, whatever, whatever you want to take whatever you want to do, you know, the, the goal is not to put this side against that side. It's just to really take a look at times change, people change and Anderson Silva still fighting at 47 years old and saying that this isn't a loss for me. You know, he's lost before and he's always carried this graciousness and defeat. I mean, I think, uh, was the iconic knockout where he was showboating and he got knocked out. Um, in UFC, but he kind of changed his ways from there and admitted that that's what was going on. So huh, success learned from failure. The goal is really to pick something up from everything. And if you lose a fight, dust yourself off, watch the tape, learn what you have to do and go from there. 
that can be applied to anything can be applied to this podcast. You know, we're making changes and adjustments based on everything that we do. We're not, we, we can't lose an episode. You can't lose a, you can't say, oh, that was a waste of time. I said something I didn't like, or I regret saying that, or this person didn't agree with that. There's going to be people that agree. There's going to be people that disagree. So I like to go to the source and talk directly to, or, or quote Anderson himself, no foul play. He lost. Jake's better than him at this time in the sport of boxing. And we can run down the fandom of would he beat uh, Anderson Silva in the octagon? I mean, come on, guys. Come on. Well, this has been another episode, episode three. I'm not going to lie. I thought we were like 100 episodes in. I'm having a ton of fun doing this, putting this content out. The feedback has been absolutely enormous. Um, <clears throat> I love the I love that you guys are engaged, that you guys are listening. So feel free. Um, if you do know me personally on Facebook, I'd appreciate if you keep your negative feedback to the text like you guys have been letting me know and don't call me out publicly. But other than that, uh, you can show support for the show by liking, subscribing, sharing it on whatever platform you're on. Um, I'm not on Facebook, but shout out to Gil and all of his fans for sharing episode one. If you want to go back, we had a great, uh, great conversation about his album, Writing to Heal, that dropped October 24th. So that's available on all streaming platforms now. And he got it right. He's on all streaming platforms. But if you really want to support him, go to gilthompson.com and download or purchase the album from there. You can still stream it there, but just donate, make uh make a donation, a purchase, 10 bucks. Take it back to the days when we got CDs. All right. Thank you for listening. This is I Will Not Lose. Success learned from failure. Yeah.